and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Fraser Olsen and today I'm joined by the Sunday Mail's Scott McDermott to look at all the latest goings on at Ibrox. On the podcast today we discuss with the Steven Gerrard era set to kick off for real in just a day or two, what lies in store for the Liverpool legend. How important is it to him that he gets off to a flying start in the Europa League next month? And with a handful of Rangers youngsters in Toulon right now with the Scotland Under-21 squad, is there reason to be optimistic in the future for Rangers fans? Scott, hello! I understand you are, well I know for a fact, you are over in Toulon right now, or Salon as they call it. I am indeed. How's it treating you? Have Have we pinched all the sun back here in Bonnie, Scotland? I think you think you have. It was uh, it was raining in Marseille earlier on, so um, as far as I'm aware, you are having hottest days of the year and stuff like that in Glasgow. So yeah, I probably picked the wrong uh, the wrong time to go. But no, it's been great so far. Um, the the tournament itself has been good. Obviously, Scotland got off to a disappointing uh, disappointing start, drawing one each with Togo. But listen, I think with these tournaments, the first game is always really tricky. Throwing, Teams are trying to settle in, boys don't really know each other. A young, new group of players that Scott Gemmell's got, so it was always to take a bit of time for them to, for them to settle. And with the first game being against Togo, I know for a fact Scott Gemmell knew very little about them, no struggle to get a lot of footage. Um, no, the, the African nations in general, and, and Togo was the fair in that category, so I know it was difficult for them to prepare. They made a sloppy mistake early on, which put them in the back foot. Um, Scotland did well to come back in there, got the equalised, they probably should have won it, but of course it was disappointing not to go off to a, to a winning start and they'll be hoping to try and get something off the, the hosts, France, uh, in the next game, and then they've got South Korea on Saturday as well. So, yeah. But no, it's been, been, it's been really good so far. Good, mate. Please hear it. Well, just a couple of hours away for that uh, France kick-off. But before, we'll yeah. go back to long to, to discuss the Rangers youngsters that are over there. But before we get to that, of course, we're just uh, a day or so away now for Steven Gerrard taking over for real. Ibrox. Yeah. Um, it seems like it seems like he's been in the position for months, but it, it kicks off for real on Friday, June the first. What, what do you think the instant priorities for for him are at Ibrox? Instant priorities, Fraser, I think, will be getting a real good look at that squad of players. Um, you know, getting the squad list in front of them. Um, Speaking to individual players, uh, I think he'll get around the whole squad and speak to everyone. He'll obviously look at all their contract situations, stuff like that. And because he's got to, well, he's got to get his squad in shape for these for these early Europa League qualifiers, and then obviously get into the Premiership campaign after that. But he want to get in with the players, get in with the staff as soon as possible, and just give himself an idea of how his squad. It's going to shape up come uh, come the start of the season. Um, I think that listen, I know there's loads of things in the background. People spoke about no recruitment, scouting, uh, youth department. Of course, in time, Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister will want to want to be saying that along with Mark Allen. They want to want to have a look at that. But believe me, his priority as soon as he gets in there on Friday. We'll be looking at that first team squad, seeing what he's got, seeing what he needs and where he needs to strengthen, and then trying to trying to shape it from there. Of course, I mean that that is his job after all, and it's a massive one uh, once again this summer. Um, 
There's a massive overhaul last summer. You'd expect it to be the same this summer. If we start with maybe incomings, uh, Connor Goldson very much seems to be the man that, that could be the next signing, uh, signing number four of the summer. Uh, there's been talk of Harry White maybe on a loan deal, other Liverpool youngsters perhaps on loan. What are you expecting to see in the coming days or week? I think his priorities will be centre-backs, Fraser, to be honest, and obviously Goldson comes into that comes into that category. They've been linked to a few, but I think Goldson is clearly one of the, the prime targets for Gerard. Um To me, he, he's a good fit for Rangers. He kind of fits the bill in terms of affordability, availability, um, good age, and he's... He's gettable for Rangers. I mean, Rangers ordinarily go to a Premier League club in England might find it difficult to go and get one of their, you know, one of their players, even squad players, because of the money that involved. But they've obviously been given a bit of encouragement that they can get Connor Goldson for around three million quid, which looks as if it might be within uh, within Gerard's budget. And I think I think I'm right in saying he's 25. He's got good experience. I know the we obviously. Uh, he had a lot of time out through, through illness but he came back last last season the Premier League uh, in cup games and when he did come in no, he, didn't, he didn't let Chris Shooting or anyone anyone at Brighton down he had a really good season before that um, with Brighton getting up to the, the Premier League so I think he I, I definitely think he fits the bill for Rangers and I think he is one of Gerard's main targets and I would expect listen there might still be a bit of, a bit of negotiating a bit of haggling to do but I think Rangers will eventually that one over the line because as I say I think I think Gerald's desperate to get him in. Um but I think they need another centre back as well. Um the David Bates going, Russell Martin's obviously went back to Norwich. Um I think they need another another centre back as well as Goldson and it'll be interesting to see whether he does go for a, a real experienced head or whether he goes for a, a younger one, uh, maybe a loan deal or like an uh, up-and-coming player, not to play beside a Goldson or an Alves or, or whatever. So I think centre-back will be his priority, but I think we've said before in this, this podcast, I think he's going to need, I think he's going to probably need six or seven players to come in um, in various positions, because there's going to be, well, you would, you would like to think there'll be a few, there'll be a few outgoings, you know, squad players that haven't quite, have quite hit the mark, and that's going to be a job in itself. I'm just not a bit better priorities, I, I'd imagine a part of it will be trying to offload the, the Carlos Peñas and Eduardo Herreras in this world, um, so that's just another part of the, the massive job he's got, but certainly incomings, I, I would think Goldson, so he's obviously already got Alan McGregor and Scott Arfield in, but I think Goldson could be the next one, and I, no, I, I'm, I think he should be a big signing for Rangers, I think he's at a good age, a really good standard. Um, and I think he's, I think Gerald identified him early as one that he, as one that he wants. Yeah, yeah. The, the figure three million certainly seems to be what Brighton are after, and I don't yeah. know that that seems to be maybe suggestions that could be half a Gerald's budget blown in one player. Um, now I don't know how true that is, but um, I think Gerald himself is still to find out. Exactly what he's dealing with, budget-wise, yeah, and I suppose that that'll be why clearing out yeah, the deadwood will be crucial as well. Yeah, I, I think Gerald will know pretty much what, what he's got to work with. I, mean, I know people are probably plucking at the six million because Dave King mentioned it with regards to the, the rights issue and stuff, but I think there'll be a bit more than that. I mean, 
still to be answered. But in terms of moving moving guys on, no, the Mexicans will be top of the list in terms of trying to get them off the off the wage bill. And as you say, I think there are one or two in the in the actual first team pool who have set on value like Windass or like Fodrium who as I said, if you want to just uh, top up your your budget a wee bit, those would be the guys I would be no, I'd maybe be looking at is to, to try and move on back down south and try and recurse some, recurse some cash. Yeah. You mentioned Mark Allen then. Um, interesting to see all these two work together, isn't it? I mean, a guy, Stephen Gerrard's standing, you can't really expect to come in as a yes man, can you? Do you think he's going to get no. autonomy and the final decision over who he, who he goes for? I do, because for a start, I, mean, I don't think many of us who turned up Stephen Gerrard's press conference today got unveiled. I don't think a, a journalist on there realised that there, there, there is a past relationship between Alan and, and Gerrard. They seem to have known each other a few years. I think Gerrard kind of got to know Mark Allen when he worked at Manchester City. And obviously Alan is the guy who has been credited by, by luring Gerrard and, and coming up with the idea of, of getting him to Rangers in the first place, which in the face of it, no, clearly is a real is a real coup. Um, and in terms of the autonomy, I specifically asked Mark Allen uh, at Gerard's unveiling is how it would work in terms of signings and bringing in who would have the final say. And he was absolutely adamant that, that Stephen Gerrard would have the final say. Mark Allen has got a, has got a recruitment now uh, headed up obviously by Andy Schilding, who Gerard also knows from his time in time in England, they will recommend uh, players. Well, Gerard will first identify what areas he need to strengthen. The recruitment team will come up with players. Uh, Mark Allen's words were that they would come up with a top five and then work their way through those kind of uh, top five targets. But ultimately, uh, Mark Allen said that, that Gerard was in the final say on, on signing. So I think that's your answer right there. And I, I agree with you, Gerard, the type of guy is. Um, the type of character is there's no way he was going to go into any club and, and be told what to do I mean if you're, if you're going to entice Stephen Gerrard your club as manager then well, you have to you have to let him do it his, you have to give him give him free reign obviously backed up by those uh, by those guys around him but no, in terms in terms of guys coming in I don't doubt that Gerrard will have the he'll be no say on it yeah it's going to be very interesting to see right for the start how he how he handles himself if he goes in there with a big clunking fist, as you say, and just yeah. to really enforce himself in this squad, because Rangers maybe have lacked that strong leadership for a manager for a good few years now, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the type of guy, the type of player Gerard was, I mean, he just never settled for, for second best. I mean, we've spoken about it before, he had such high standards throughout his career, whether it was with club or, or country, so I don't see why that'll change uh, going into management and you know, if those Rangers players in that dressing room don't want to play for Steven Gerrard or, or, or want to listen to what he's got to say then there's a real there's a real problem <laughs> because I think if I was a player just the guy of Gerrard, maybe Gerrard's kind of presence and, and aura, no I think and then considering what he's done in the game, I think you would I think you would definitely want to listen to him, you would definitely want to play for him. That's, that strikes me as being the, the case anyway. It remains to be seen you know, whether the Rangers players can feel that way. But Gerald said that he's uh, it's unveiling. You'll, you'll quickly suss people 
people out, suss players out, suss their attitudes out, and if there's he feels of guys not pulling their weight uh, or don't back what he's trying to do, then they'll be they'll be quickly quickly moved on. Yeah. Well, it all gets underway for real in just over a month, isn't it? The Europa League. Um, I think the 12th of July is the first, the qu- first qualifier. Yeah. Um, I think we all know what happened to Pedro Cusinha. His reign was almost over before it began because of progress neither corn. I think that says it all as to how important yeah. this tournament's going to be for Gerard. Yeah, it does. I mean, listen, in the grand scheme, I think it's Fraser. The Europa League might not be a might not be a pretty for Stephen Gerrard and, and for Rangers. I don't think uh, about finance, and especially if you can reach the uh, or if you can reach the, the group stage of the competition. So I suppose in that regard, it would be it would be important. A couple of Rangers should be in the group stages of, of European competition. Um, so, but in the grand scheme of things, though, where Rangers are trying to get to, because such situation they find themselves find themselves in, maybe it's not. As important, however, in saying all that, Gerard, you know, we spoke about it, the type of guy he is, the type of character he is, he wants to win every game. Um, he spoke about that on his, uh, at his press conference, and I just think that, as I say, the type of guy he is, he'll, he'll get into those opening games thinking that Rangers should be winning, and he'll be determined to try and get through those, through those qualifiers. Of It'll be hugely difficult. No, he was, at that point, he'll still be trying to get guys in and out. So he'll still be trying to formulate a squad, decide what his kind of best, best team is. It'll be very early days. However, I don't think that'll stop him trying to, trying to win and trying to get through those qualifying rounds. Yeah. Losing to progress neither Corn last, last year was, was unforgivable. Um, and I see, interestingly enough, they're on the, they're on the list of potential opponents again this year. Um, which would be really interesting. I would. Rangers, Rangers should never, have, should never have lost to them uh, over two legs last season. That was really the, that was the beginning of the for for Pedro Cusinha. Of and of course, Gerard, Gerard, they want, would they want a similar experience this time around? But believe he'll, he'll want to win those games. Doesn't matter how early, how early in the season it is. He'll want to get through those qualifiers. Um, and I think it will. In terms of him engaging, you know, what his players are all about, uh, as I said, I've spoken about it before on here, but, you no, know, to get through those qualifiers when, when things aren't quite right, you're not quite fit, the squad isn't, uh, hasn't quite been put together yet, um, you need a mental toughness, Fraser, you know yourself, you need a mental, a mental fitness just to get through these games and get into the next, the next round. And I think, yeah, I think that's why those, these qualifiers will be, will be quite telling uh, for Gerard because I think if, you know, if he struggles in those games he might just he might just make his mind up about the players yeah. but the flip side is if they, if they get through and guys perform well then a few a few of them might surprise him yeah, That's a very good point Well we, we mentioned uh, another um, aspect of Gerard's uh, early reign is going to be looking at the youths and you are in Toulon so you're getting a close up look at I think four Rangers youngsters are out there uh, if I'm right in saying the McCrory brothers Liam Burton, Glenn Middleton hope I've not missed anyone out there um, it's, only, it's, only Ro- it's only Robbie McCrory that's here Ross McCrory sadly pulled out uh, with an injury just before the before the tournament. Um, but Robbie Robbie McCree's his brother is obviously here. Um he ha- 
hasn't played yet. I do expect him to play one of the, the group games. Um, but the other, the other goalie, Ross Doohan, started the, started the first game. Uh, Liam Burke and Glenn Middleton uh, both came on in the first game against Togo. And uh, Middleton in particular looked really, really sharp. Yeah. He was only on for a short period of time, but even in the space of five, ten, he, he whipped two fantastic crosses into the box. Um, and somebody really should have been on the end of them, and, and that would have got Scotland a, a victory. So Middleton made a made a real impact when he came on, even in that short spell. And he's obviously done well with Rangers youth yeah. uh, since since arriving to Norwich in, in January. So um, I'm excited to, to see him get more get more game time over here. You see, I was not under 19 level for Scotland. He was he was very good. So he's he stepping up. I mean, this is him getting into a an older environment, um, but certainly to say when he's, he's uh, brief showing in the first game, he looks as if he can, as if he can handle it. He looks as if he's a, as if he's a player. Yeah, it was a really interesting signing and deadline day, wasn't it, Middleton? Because obviously uh, Graham yeah. Murray knew him from uh, his, his past at Norwich, and you can yeah. just tell how happy, um, how positive Murray was to, to bring the young lad north of the border. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a big coup for Rangers. Yeah. Fraser because as I say this boy is really highly highly regarded, um, certainly the SFA and he was listen, he was so highly regarded by Norwich that he was training with a first team at sixteen at sixteen years old. So Rangers were fortunate just in the sense that the kind of change of uh, change of staff at Norwich, obviously the German coach, Daniel Farke coming in, a change of uh, sporting director at Norwich as well. Um, maybe just kind of altered the landscape a wee bit for, for Glenn Middleton and suddenly became available in January and listen, yeah, Graham Murphy deserves a bit of credit because I believe it was him that, that you know, discovered that Middleton would be available and then obviously along with Craig Mulholland that uh, uh, Ibrooks made the, made the transfer happen and he's, he's, a, you know, he's a boyhood Rangers fan so he was delighted to make the, to make the move as well um, and I expect Middleton He's certainly one of the young players of Rangers I would expect to, to really push on uh, next season. And he's one that Gerard might be looking at, maybe not as a, not as a first team starter, certainly not right away, but certainly been in around that first team squad and trying to challenge for a, trying to challenge for a play. Yeah. Any others then? I mean, Liam Burt has been mentioned in dispatches and has, has made odd substitute appearance as well. Do you think this is a big season for him? I think it is because... No, I, I always expected William, but a, a few years ago, certainly when Mark Warburton was at Rangers, he was the one. Uh, he was the one that Warburton picked out as having a really big, yeah, a really big future, and that's when he did make a couple of appearances for the top team and was, was in and around the squad. Um, I, don't, I think he's had a few injuries. I don't think that's helped him. Uh, it's stagnated slightly, but he's now back, fully fit again. Uh, I know Scott Gemmo, obviously the under twenty one manager out here, really rate. Um, he was the first sub that he used against Togo. He put him in in that number ten position uh, as they were kind of searching for a searching for a winner. Um, he didn't quite have the impact um, the game over the hope for, but listen, again, there's definitely a player in there. But like all of these young kids, I mean, they've clearly got talent. I mean, they don't come through the system and for Scotland at these levels without uh, no, without a degree of talent. But then uh, probably boils down to. You know, that mentality, that kind of steeliness, you know, within you to go and 
with the numbers of, of Rangers players that are in these Scotland squads going from under-15s all the way up, which is great, of course, that's that's what the club wants. But ultimately, as we're talking about Middleton and, and Burt as two examples, for, for it to be beneficial for Rangers, they have to get into the first team. If they don't get into the first team and end up, they all do respect at a St Mirren or a Livingston or, or whatever, then... No, it hasn't really. It hasn't really worked. The aim has to be to get guys in the first team, yeah. and that's obviously what they'll try to do in the, in the next the next few years. I mean, granted, these boys at, at 16, 17, I suppose we need to give them a chance. That's why the, the next two years probably are vital for for the Rangers academy because that you no, know, in the next two years you're really going to need to see see boys come through and and, and make an impact. I think that will be the time to properly judge it. Yeah, of course another guy in the squad out there with Scotland now is Billy Gilmore who yeah. you can't blame really Rangers for, for losing a grip on Billy Gilmore, it was an opportunity he could never turn down wasn't it, but no. Rangers fans must look at his progress, I mean he's still only 16 which is remarkable yeah. and, and, and if only Yeah, incredible, I mean I lost him in the recent uh, FA Youth Cup final a couple of games for Chelsea on, on TV and a 16 year old kid to be in there playing against the, you know, playing against boys that are two years older than him <clears throat> and still standing out. You know, he scored goals for midfield this season for Chelsea, they've won four trophies. He's, he's already played the first team squad twice already um, at 16 years old. I mean, there's no doubt that, that Billy Gilmer is a real, a real quality player, probably the, the most kind of prodigious talent we've got in Scottish football at the moment. Um, and you just hope, Fraser, that, that he continues to progress. Far too many kids, as we know, <coughs> show real ability, real talent at 15, 16, 17. But it's that period of, you no, know, that jump into the first team, when you see a lot of boys disappear, it doesn't look like that's going to happen with Billy Gilmer because he's so talented. And having interviewed him out here um, the other day, I mean, he's, he's an old, an old head on, on young shoulders really um, very, very mature I think he's developing brilliantly at Chelsea at the moment and you're right Rangers of course they'll be gutted to see you know, one of their own a Rangers fan a boy they can have reared themselves um, excelling at another, at another club but I think you're right I don't there was simply nothing they could do Chelsea came in with that offer um, the, the, the kid himself was was keen to go to the Premier League and give it a try. I think once he seen what Chelsea had to offer, it was a it was a no brainer for him. Um, and yeah, I suppose the Rangers fans can only go one day in the future. Billy Gilmer might be back at Rangers and, and pulling on that jersey. Who knows? I mean, I think you, you, you had a very important point there, where he has got such a an intelligent and uh, grounded head on those shoulders and uh, I believe he's from a very good family background as well and I think sometimes that's overlooked when we're talking about youngsters coming through the system and that's sometimes why they can they can lose their trajectory a little so uh, yeah. I fingers crossed as a Scotland fan as well fingers crossed he, he keeps yeah. progressing well it's nearly time to wrap up but uh, one final um, piece of Rangers news that doesn't seem to be going away this week, it's just uh, developed again today is Dave King and uh, is, is continuing his war of words with the SPFL and in particular Chairman Murdoch McLennan uh, is now deemed um, McLennan unfit for purpose today and uh, obviously it all comes back to the, the, the record sport exclusive earlier in the week of McLennan's um, 
non-executive directorship of this media company, which um, Peter, uh, sorry, Dermot Desmond has a minority shareholding in. So, let's not let's no get too deep into this, but do you think Dave King's got a point here, or uh, is it perhaps, is, this, is it deflecting from what's a very busy time at Ibrox? Listen, I do think that, listen, it's been hard for me to try and keep track of it over here, obviously, I don't know that, I don't know all the ins and outs, however, Dave well, King and Rangers probably, probably do have a point, if they feel that there's a conflict of interest, you know, with, with Murdo McLaren and, and, and he thinks they deal with Desmond, then, listen, maybe, uh, maybe behind the scenes, no, no, the right to go and go and make the case uh, and let their feelings be known to the SPFL, but I just it does have slightly that you know, again these kind of these kind of political issues are being uh, are being aired so so quickly, um, and at a time in Rangers, well, the biggest battle for Rangers at the moment has to be on the park and has to be to get a, to get a winning team out there. And see if you do get a winning team out there. So when you're going, into, you're going into any battle, you're doing it for a, for a position of strength. And I think the Strangers were, you know, were, were playing well and winning trophies and picking the top of Scottish football. They, they, they far, they've been a far better position as if they, they, go, and, they go and try and fight these, these battles. As I say, listen, if they, if they feel it's worth pursuing, you know, who are we to, who are we to argue with that? Well, you, can't, you can't criticise. Uh, anyone or any club you know, for, for kind of standing up for what they believe in and putting, putting their club their club first but I, say, I just think it's, it, it saddens me slightly that at a time when we should be talking about Steven Gerrard and arriving as Rangers manager and a fresh new season new players coming in that, 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 it's, that it's slightly cloudy by all, by all this stuff um, and I, I believe me you know better than me I believe the SPFL have already said this week that It certainly seems like they're going to fight it and, and, and it is going to drag on. So don't forget, folks, you can you can keep up to date with all developments on that one. And, of course, Stephen Gerrard's first few days at Ibrox at recordsport.co.uk. Uh, Scott, you've got uh, a France game in a couple of hours. We better let you toddle off to that. You're a busy man. No problem. Fingers crossed for a Scotland victory. Yeah, they beat Brazil last season, so uh, who's to say we can't? Not all glamour. Not all glamour. <laughs> no, but it is this weekend. <laughs> Mate, best of luck. Uh, we'll just finish here. That's all for us. Thanks very much, Scott, for, for coming on and joining Thank us you. from France. No problem. If you want to continue the debate, you can find us on Twitter at Record Sport and on Facebook as well. We'll be back next week to talk all things Rangers, so don't forget to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available, and you can also rate us on there too. Thank you very much for listening.